Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. Hey, what's up, y'all? T-Bob here reminding you that you can come hang out with me and Aaron Murray live on AMP Monday through Thursday. AMP is a new live radio app. You just download it from the Apple Store. You can actually call in, text in, chat with us directly during the show. It's a ton of fun. We're at Snaps, right? Snaps, your favorite college football podcast at Snaps Monday through Thursday, 1 Eastern, noon Central, on AMP. Download it and come hang out with us today. Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome into Snaps, your favorite daily college football podcast, or at least I hope that is the case. I am uh, your host, T Bob Abear, and normally I say one of your hosts, but for today, I will be your only host. As Aaron Murray's out there doing good things amongst the people. Uh, he is out there doing charity, uh, golfing for charity. I'm sorry, Chris. It's just me today. But Chris, Keaton, Thomas, what's up, everybody? I hope everybody's having an awesome day. I am really excited for today's show. It's Thursday, and if you listen to the show, you probably know that off-season Thursdays are pretty chill, right? They're more fun. We kind of just engage in nonsense and shenanigans, and um, today will be no different. Though we do have a couple stories that I want to get to. Uh, and then a bit later on, we're going to finish the show with a college football villain tier list. And I want to be clear here, y'all. Um, this is not just characters or schools, right? Now, sure, there are plenty, right? There's a lot of coaches on here. There's a lot of schools on here. But it's also things like the transfer portal, college football kickers, when a recruit flips on signing day. So, if, uh, if you want to get involved, you have ideas for what you would put on this college football tier list, and then we will rank them, you can go ahead and put them in the chat, and I will be monitoring the chat, and uh, and we'll get it done, man. Uh, as always, huge thank you to Volume for uh, creating this show and for allowing us to do it. We are very thankful to Papa Colin and the company, and we're even more thankful that now we have our own YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at volume snaps. Uh, and if you are someone listening right now and you enjoy the show, the number one thing, like the number one thing you could do to help us. And I saw a lot of y'all on Twitter doing this. So thank you. I think I saw Dylan specifically. I know others have done it as well. 
but please um, share it. You know, share the channel, like it, subscribe it, watch the shorts if you're into it, because these are all things that help please our algorithmic gods and will help us grow the hell out of this channel and prove to our bosses that we were right to demand a breakoff channel for snaps because, look, if you're a college football sicko, it's a little niche. You're already a little weird, and that's exactly what they want this channel to be is fun and weird and all about college football. Uh, nonsense or shenanigans, the poll question? I'd say shenanigans uh, easily, and not just because of the old Super Trooper quote. Uh, I just love the word shenanigans. It's 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 got so many syllables. Uh, it rolls off the tongue. It's very mellifluous in that sense, uh, which, by the way, mellifluous, an S-tier word. You know why? Because it sounds like what it means, right? Like mellifluous means like sonorous, like pleasing to the ear. Well, I would say that mellifluous is just that. Um, all right, Brum, uh, do you want to start kind of like we did on AMP? Do you want to start with your check and then we'll get into uh, the villain tier list? I think that makes the most sense. Okay, and then uh, since we're doing this all out loud anyway, peek behind the curtain. Um, uh, are we throwing to our guys at Angie today? No Angie today. Okay, perfect, well, I love perfect, it. What's, perfect. What's, 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 uh, open the kimono for everyone. I know, dude, I know. But, I, you know, sometimes it's like, look, I'm ideally, sorry, should I have asked for it, but sometimes you just got to go. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to go. And you need to go to Angie, okay, for all your homeowner needs. How about that? Download the app today. Uh, all right. So this was, I, I don't even know what to make of this quote from Hunter Yurichek, who is the Arkansas Razorback athletic director. I saw it on Stuart Mandel's Twitter. Um, Mandel, uh, highlights the quote and he ends his own tweet with wait, what? And I think after you hear the quote, many of you will be saying the same thing, uh, because it's, it's, it's just wild. And I, it's, it's, it's like so hard to wrap your head around how someone could get to the level that your check could be in, right? And he's good. Like, he is a good athletic director. People don't, we may not realize this because Arkansas football kind of struggles, but Arkansas has incredible athletics. Um, their women's track team is probably the best all-time women's program in history. Uh, basketball's made, what, three Elite Eights in a row? Uh, I know baseball keeps messing it up in the postseason, but they're incredible during the regular season. Every single year, they go to Omaha regularly. Um, football's better. Like the point is, Arkansas has really good sports. Yurchik is adept at his job. Well, his job today or recently was to go before federal Congress and try to convince them that we need an act of Congress for name, image, and likeness. Remember, this is why the NCAA hired Charlie Baker after Mark Emmert left, uh, because Charlie Baker comes from a political background. Um, within his political career, it was said that he was pretty good at working, um, you know, across the, what do they call it, across the aisle, a little bipartisan. And it's going to take a bipartisan act of Congress to get something like federal NIL deals pushed through. And real quick, in case you don't know, obviously, NIL right now is dictated by state laws, meaning it's just a mishmash myriad of different rules that everybody is playing by. And uh, the, the powerful people in college football want federal legislation. And I understand that. It's easy to see why. But the question is, I don't like, I don't know that it's ever going to come if these are the arguments that you are bringing to bear. So Hunter Yurchik said, quote, uh, and again, this was him in DC trying to convince people about what the problem was with is with college athletics right now. Quote, Young men and women are making decisions not to go to Major League Baseball or the WNBA or the NBA because they can make more money in college. Does that make any sense? That you can make more money by staying in college than you can by going to be a professional athlete? That's where we have some issues in college athletics. That is where we have issues. Okay, I mean, so, I'm, I mean, there, there's anywhere where I can start. I'm going to start here immediately. His the 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 core thesis that's where we have some issues conflicts. What he's saying is that the problem is is that players are staying longer in their college sports, which is mind boggling to me because I thought a few years ago, right when college basketball ratings were starting to struggle and everything, I thought it was that players were leaving too early. You couldn't get upperclassmen. You couldn't keep players around. So what you're telling me is that Hunter Yurchik thinks that one of the main problems of the NCAA is that the talented people are staying in the NCAA and leading to a better overall product. 
Uh, it's it's absurd. It's like Brum said on AMP, if you were listening earlier, by the way, download AMP, whichever you know app store you're on. And it's a cool new radio service where you can live chat and everything else. But uh, but as Brum said, like, is it the goal of literally any single business to keep the talent around? Like, do you want your employees, your your best employees, to want to stay within your infrastructure? Well, according to Hunter Yurchik, that's a problem. It's a problem. Um, something else that jumps off the page and doesn't make any sense here to me. Uh, Hunter Yurchik is mad that these players seem to be making so much money, but the money isn't even coming from. Arkansas, right? Like it's not coming out of his pockets. When he sits down to create an athletic budget for Arkansas, uh, he's not having to account for NIL. No, they're planning for it, right? And they got they got to commit resources to fundraising and to the management of it. But the actual raw money that the players are making are coming from businesses and business owners and boosters and member of the community. So you're very worried about money that in the end you're not actually responsible for. And the dumbest part is you're worried about taking it out of the pockets of people who are earning it, of people who the market is saying is are, are, are worth these numbers. I mean, that's what's crazy about this as well is that he seems to be hoping that we all have some sort of um, uh, underlying belief that a professional should always make more than the amateur no matter what full stop um i don't understand that and i and i would guarantee that honey your has better education than me is smarter than me and understands markets better than me but ultimately like it's what jalen Rhodes says right you are worth whatever somebody is willing to give you and so i don't care if you're in college i don't care if you're in the nba i don't care if you're 18 to 22 i don't care if you're 33 Whatever somebody's willing to pay you, that's how much you're worth. And so if the market dictates that, yeah, they'll make more in college in the NBA, that's a good thing for the NCAA. Because then the best players stick around. And then going forward into the future, other players see that example and they know that, oh man, I can go to that school, I can have success, et cetera. Et cetera. So it's, it's, it's just a completely out of touch, asinine comment. And again, I don't disagree with your checks. Um, core mission, right? Like I get why coaches, schools, administration, I get why they want federal NIL rules, right? It would create a more even playing field state to state. If you had federal rules, then the NCAA could get back to things like enforcement potentially, um, which is really hard when every state is different. It's not really hard. It's impossible right now when every state has different rules and trying to legally show the difference between what a booster is and what a valid NIL agreement is, is, is impossible when all it takes is somebody tweeting or posting about you on Instagram and technically they have fulfilled uh, their end of the bargain. So again, I, I see why you're checking them or trying to get this done, but this argument is not. So on top of being dumb from like, also we accept, I, I don't know why the NCAA has pulled the wool over our eyes for a long time now and credit to them. But somewhere along the line, we convinced ourselves that if you're an 18 to 22-year-old athlete in American sports, you do not deserve to be paid until you go to the NFL. It doesn't matter if you're an 18 or 22-year-old student and you made a YouTube channel or you're a singer or you're Justin Bieber and you make money at 13. You're one of these kids that opens up toys on YouTube. We accept that societally. That's fine. But if Or, or hell, even if you're like a 16-year-old tennis player, right? But if you are a college sport, if you're a college athlete and you're 18 to 20, you're not supposed to make money. That is obviously patently absurd. It seems to be one of the foundational aspects of what your check is arguing about now. What's funny to me is like I come out of this on the other side and he's acting like it's it's such a like the again, that that's why we have issues in college athletics. The fact that you can make more in college than the than than the pros. Isn't that actually the best thing for college athletics? Like, that's what's really wild to me. Like, you could read this quote, and if you cut out certain parts, um, it would read as, read as a positive. Like, what if we just read the first sentence? Young men and women are making decisions not to go to Major League Baseball, their WNBA, or NBA, because they can make more money in college. And then we'll change the, so come to college today. Like, hell yeah! Okay, the NCAA should be excited about this. They should be championing this, but they continue to show a fundamental misunderstanding of the current times, a fundamental clinging to a dead past, and um, 
This is and, and and then and then maybe the dumbest part is they're doing this. Uh, they're trying to get Congress to act something that is notoriously hard to do. The year before an election year, when they're yeah, when when as Brum pointed out on AMP, uh, they 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 almost didn't even manage to balance the 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 federal debt or the budget or whatever last week. Like, you think Congress gives a fuck about your local injury attorney wanting to pay the quarterback to be on the team? It's absolutely ridiculous, dude. It's 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 crazy. So your check, this is out of touch. Whatever you should be shamed for this, this quote. I think, I think you already are. Wait, Brum, you're coming in really light. What, what's going on? I just think about like the idea of the um, like like the, the hearings. You remember the tech hearings a long time ago when they had to explain like they had Mark Zuckerberg up there and they're like, yeah. how do you guys make money? And like just like these seventy-five-year-old people from Connecticut trying to like understand like. So wait, how do these guys get paid? Like, just an, I cannot imagine an issue that they are more out of touch on than like the 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 last three years of nil recruits. So like, can you imagine them watching a Livy Dunn video? Like, just watch them like <laughs> Baby Gronk and Livy well, Dunn together. I can. There's a bunch of creepy old men up there. Sure, that's I, I absolutely point. could. Well, okay, so that is actually kind of I was I was thinking about this in the bathroom before the show. Like, is this actually story? Yeah, I mean, no lie. Uh, but is this actually secretly genius by your check, Brum, because he's speaking to his peers? Like the crowd you just described is the crowd that would be most apt to being pissed about college kids being paid money to play sports. Because the that crowd has never known anything probably, different. Yes. Uh, now, I will say this, though. I will say this. That is also a crowd that... Um, many of them tend to believe in capitalism over everything, right? Especially in certain, certain sectors, certain sides. I mean, it's like Justice Kavanaugh uh, a couple of years ago, basically kicking this all off by writing that letter to the NCAA and being like, in any other industry, your setup would be highly un-American and highly illegal. And right now, your chick's out here telling Congress, American Congress, uh, hey, these kids shouldn't be making this money. I know people want to pay them. I know the market dictates they should, but they shouldn't. And it's like, why? Well, because they shouldn't. <laughs> it's just crazy, dude. So uh, get the hell out of here. Uh, Hunter, you're taking... Wow, I spent way too long on this. I'm sorry. I didn't realize we'd already 15 minutes in this show. Uh, all right. Other things to get to today. Jack Swarbrick's retiring. He does kind of dovetail with this. That's the Notre Dame athletic director, somebody else who has not enjoyed the current age of NIL. So, uh, so long. Um, let's dive in now to our villain tier list. This is the snaps college football villain tier list. And this can be a number of things. We've put it together here during the show and we're going to work from D to C to B to A to S. And I am someone who I like to have less people in each subsequent tier to really honor it here. Um, in the D tier, Brum, we can go back and forth here. Do you, I'll, I'll give you first pick for a D tier villain in college football. I'm just pulling it up right now. I'd say D tier villain. Uh, do you first choose? Anybody who jumps in your mind, doesn't even have to be my list. Because I, I find that sometimes the conversation creating these things is better than pre-creating a list and just like, throwing it out there right I'm gonna, like I'm gonna, i like i like hearing the horse trading i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna go jimbo fisher i think you know since yeah. um texas a&m with their all their weirdness makes a, an obvious villain he has been a prominent co college football coach for a long time both he, texas a&m and fsu um obviously the f him for saving stuff and I think the biggest thing that make that puts him down, I think even a year or two ago he'd been up to B, but the ineptitude uh yeah. has made has caught him down to D. And obviously the uh eight figure the nine figure buy eight figure buyout as well. It probably puts him up there as well. So I'm going Jimbo Fisher to start. Yeah, winning is inherently villainous, and so that's where he's not scoring high. But you know what is also villainous? Uh, getting um, or or just pisses people off when they see somebody getting paid way more than they deserve, right? Hell, look at Hunter Yurch. Uh, and again, so his worth is eighty five million or something because he got somebody to pay it. But 
when you have the fourth most talented team in the country and you're going five and seven, finishing last in the SEC, it's a lot of anger. It's going to be generated. Okay, other D-tier villains here. Uh, I got the Pac-12 network in here. If you've ever tried to watch a game on the Pac-12 network, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's fucking impossible to find. Um, the production quality is shit. Uh, the 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 announcers are well. I don't want to talk. I don't want to. It talk would almost be better if the games were pay per viewed. At least you'd be able to find. Uh, yeah, like go back to like yes, like here here at Baton Rouge you used to have Tiger Zone back in the day for some of those games. Pac-12 Network D tier villain. Um, SEC on CBS game length D tier villain. Uh, and the reason why it's D is because part of me loves it because I love college football. And I love the long, drawn-out agony of a four-hour game. But at the same time, I recognize that it's completely absurd. There's no need for it to be that long. And it's only that long because they're trying to make as much advertising money as is physically possible, right? They're trying to burn more and more marketing into my brain so that they can make millions and millions of more dollars. Uh, SEC on TBS Game League D-tier villain. Um, I, got, I got David Pollitt in here. And I feel bad. Friend of the show, came on the show, was awesome. But look at his facial hair. I, I don't I don't know how else to say it. He's got a villainous um sometimes we it's a game goatee. day representative. He was the winner. Um, you know, like I think that was a very clear one. Uh some other ones we have on here. Um Kale Williams Nails, shout out Aaron Murray. Yep. Um and Which one? Well, no, no, I want to stay on Caleb Williams Nails for a second because I think it's absurd, but like that got real traction last year, and like and people I, were pissed. They were legitimately upset that he wrote on his nails. We're gonna do a future college football takes uh, for the season episode in a couple weeks, um, and Caleb Williams' nails will be an, an, a big, st- a, a seventy-two hour story. Will be one of mine. Ooh, whether or not they're, uh, whether or not they're, or, or, will, will Caleb Williams have painted nails next or, year? Like, Does he back or, out or lean in? Or they'll tell him not to, and that will also be a story. Like, it, people will be like, oh, this is a positive. This means he's more of a leader. It will, it will uh, come up in some way. Yeah. I, I almost That's a good point. It. Um, what if he writes like a positive message instead of F them? Like if he writes like for the kids or something, I think then you still get to paint your nails and you get some positive press. I think if he painted USA on his nails, people would still be mad that he painted his nails. I think there's a, uh, okay. Other D tier villains. Like I said, David Pollock, the facial hair. It is a bit about the game day represented, but also David Pollock. I just get a villainous vibe. Um, Greg McElroy is 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 a villain to me a d-tier villain but a villain nonetheless just because he represents what if you're my age you learned to hate which was alabama winning national championships seemingly with the most generic of quarterbacks whether it was aj mccarron greg mcelroy uh jacob coker now look am i being wholly fair to the first two no they both played in the nfl for a long time um especially aj mccarron i mean you know he's still out there balling uh, and Greg McElroy was really good, but he is still that plug-and-play Alabama Nick Saban empire general on the field that I really learned to loathe. I also think over the last fun to bring back as we are going to kind of return to that this year as have the kind of the star quarterbacks in Alabama True. with Tua, Matt Jones, and Bryce Young, and getting back to the more generic kind of replacement level QB. Ooh, wait, that's kind of a good well. point. Dude, did we think that that was going to be Mac Jones? Yeah, but I mean, like, he, like, like, correct. But then he turned out to be good. Yeah, I know. That's well. Now I'm getting kind of scared between Bama being ninety percent of the blue chip ratio, and that, like, what, what if he ends up being? What if their quarterback this year ends up being really good? That'd be awful. Uh, all right, so that's a D tier as it stands now. J Lab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics. UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLab joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 
D1 college school showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brum, would you would you bump any of these up, change anything? You like how the list sits right now? I think we're good now. I think maybe we, there might be a couple that we can jump up to see after we go through it, but I, I'm happy with our all of these as villains and we included okay. when a recruit flips on signing day and refs because no one likes refs oh shit i forgot those my bad yeah when a recruit flips on signing day it's an all-time bad feeling but or not all time it's a it's a bad feeling and you're angry but also you're an adult and you know you're not allowed to be angry because this is an 18 year old kid that has to choose what's best for his future but secretly inside you're like actually pissed and you want to tweet at him but you can't tweet at him because again you're an adult and this is a kid, even though Brum in the age of NIL, when 18 year old suddenly making more money than me, money than me, am I, is it more acceptable for me to tweet angrily at him because can't he can't tweet him, can't tweet the kids, still can't tweet. Well, even if he gets, even if he makes like a million dollars a year now, can't tweet him. Hmm. I guess, dude. I don't know. I'm, I might change if they start making more money. Um, and then referees, I mean, fuck referees. Everybody hates referees, uh, but you need him. Right, so I'm not going to put them above D because they're selfless and they're needed and 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 they're great in a lot of ways, but they're also Necessary the bane of your existence. And ah, that's exactly what they are. Uh, Greg Lamont says no tweeting at the kids. I mean, I, I, I guess, dude. I guess. Uh, C tier. We're going to start with um, Chip Kelly, and I don't. Mm, I don't know. I don't know how passionate I feel about this. I feel like Chip may be D tier. He's he he's got kind of just a gruff personality. Is Chip Kelly still a villain though? This is. I like mean, a, I think he was. I would mm. I would name this list like kind of like coaches that we didn't like, kind of coaches that we wanted represented, but we didn't want to. Don't really like muster the hate. So we have in here Chip Kelly, Mike Gundy, and you know Ellis New Age Brian Kelly. Um. Well, okay. Here's what I'll say about Chip Kelly. Here's what I'll say that is villainous about Chip Kelly is that if you are an old school football fan. He was one of the main f driving forces behind creating the college football you see today. Like, if you hate the spread, 
If you hate all this high-flying offense, you hate these fast attacks that run up-tempo, don't really care about things like time of possession and everything else, that little you know chubby bowling ball was one of the main reasons why that all came about. Also, he tends to be a bit gruff, I would say. Um, Mike Gundy, I mean, Mike Gundy speaks for itself, right? You can't wear OAN t-shirts, have a mullet, yell at reporters, uh, and not be somewhat villainous. Uh, I mean, you can't really have that mullet. or just kind of Gundy's overall look, just that constant scowl and grimace. And he's one of those people that seems to uh, be in the Eurocheck camp where I don't know how well he's adapting to this new age of football. I am fascinated to see what Oklahoma State's going to be like. So we got Chip Kelly, Mike Gundy in the seat. We got Brian Kelly there as well, like you said, Brum. Um, I love LSU Brian Kelly, but I'm biased. And one thing I've learned in doing this show and just watching from afar uh People hate Brian Kelly like the country does. Now, I don't know how much of the country knows how much more likable Baton Rouge Brian Kelly is, but um, people are not fans. But he seemed much douchier when he was teamed up with Notre Dame, and it was all very, you know, like, again, kind of yelling at reporters. Actually, you know what, though? Another thing about Abram, we started to see the softer side of Brian Kelly last year. Remember when he tried the execution joke? Yeah. Didn't and it just, it just did not land at all. Uh, he was trying to say, you know, what do you think about your team's execution? I'm in favor of it. And he just completely botched it, right? Uh, but he he belongs in here in the C. Um, I got Transfer Portal. Actually, I'm going to put Transfer Portal up to the B because that's right in the middle. You got S, A, B, C, D. And the Transfer Portal belongs in the middle simply because it both giveth and taketh away. It sucks. When you lose your five-star quarterback, that was awesome, or that you thought was going to be awesome, that you followed all throughout recruiting, that you thought was going to be the savior of your school. Uh, but the problem is it happens all the time now. Uh, as we laid out earlier uh, in this you know, uh, last football season, like it's actually more uh, likely than not that your five-star is going to leave due to the transfer portal. But you'll also get some in in there. Um, it's also the bane of a lot of coaches' existence, bro. The amount of logistics. So I was talking to a recruiting guy yesterday, Brum, and now coaches have to recruit players from high school that they know are not going to commit to them uh, simply because if they want to transfer down the road, they're having a uh, they'll have a pre pre existing a uh, the, the, they'll have a pre existing relationship with them. Like, can you imagine being an adult and you have to sit there and Never. you have to snuck no, up you. to an 18-year-old that you know doesn't give a damn about you only so that on the off chance in two years he wants to leave, you can already have somewhat of an end? You want to talk about weight? Like, they're already so busy. You want to talk about things that are going to feel like you're just wasting your time, like pissing in the wind? That's that's it. No, thank you. Um, Heather Higginbottom, so you're a villain for supporting conservative news station. Uh, well, okay, no, look, I would say the mullet is more villainous on Gundy. I would say it was pretty fucking dumb when he was like, I mean, this is just truth. Like, have we not learned nowadays that everybody's truth is just their own truth? Like, like truth to you is just what you agree with, right? So, yeah, I think that was pretty dumb. Um, other, uh, C-tier villains, college football kickers. We've all suffered at the hands of them. Uh, they're brutal, but they can also, I mean, is C too low for them, Brum? Where would you put college football kickers? I think C is perfect because it goes with our, our rule about, um, like tweeting at kids, like complaining about specifics. I can't jump them higher than C because it's like they're nameless. And so like, it's just the idea of like the collective as opposed to a specific villain. Well, and also, um, like something like the portal, it does cut both ways, right? College football cookers can be the bane of your existence, but they can also be the hero. Uh, they Correct. can, they can, not, they can not make, 100% you know. evil. Exactly. Um, and then for the final C-tier villain, I got Mark Emmert. Uh, the only reason he's not higher is because villain he literally just, he just didn't do anything. Like, he just literally did not do anything. Like, if you, if you were one of the people out there and you're pissed about... Um, and let's say you're pissed about NIL, you're pissed about the trend, you're pissed about the current shape of college athletics. The man to blame is Mark Emmert. Like everybody saw this coming from miles away. And instead of kind of controlling, instead of trying to head it off, instead of trying to do something, their strategy that they got paid millions of dollars to do was to do nothing, was to literally sit there and do nothing. And I think the friendliest interpretation of that is that he wanted to, uh, 
you know, create so much chaos that maybe it would be easy to get Congress to be like, actually, we need to do something here. But the probably more realistic and just more upfront interpretation is the problem was so complicated that he was just like, fuck it, it's out of my hands. And, and now you get what you get. And then he peaced out after it all happened. And now Charlie Baker's have to come in and try to save the day. So those are your C-tier villains. On to the B. Uh, we got Paul Feinbaum, the SEC's mouthpiece. And and obviously there's going to be more SEC on this list as well. But um, Feinbaum, to me, represents the regional power of the SEC. Right. College football is a sport that seems to be becoming more and more kind of regionally focused in that the Southeast seems very strong. Big 10 countries, very strong. West Coast, very weak. East Coast. OK. And then the Big 12 kind of in between. Right. Um, but to me, Feinbaum and the passion from his callers, the passion from him, his overall just kind of mad scientist villain look with his excessively bald head and the cul-de-sac hair and the glasses and everything is it, 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 it all it it is what like him and his callers are what has led to the rise of the SEC because people just care. He like, would just only care exist more. in Birmingham, Alabama. Like, yes. like the only place in the universe that would birth Paul Feinbaum. So kind of the opposite of Paul Feinbaum then is Danny Cannell, who comes out of the West Coast and then pisses off all of, or I guess, that, is he out of Florida now? I He's mean, out of Florida I know, now. Florida State. Yeah, Florida State, yeah. But then there's Danny Cannell, who comes out of Florida, has very strong opinions, um, likes to shit on the SEC, right? Kind of a lone dissenting voice amongst the crowd. Uh, but the most villainous part about Danny Cannell is he very much knows what he's doing and he doesn't even really try to hide it. Like he knows he is trolling you and yet you still hate watch. You still hate listen and you still uh, yell about him all the time. Super nice guy, but like does everything yeah, I've with, heard a wink that. And, with a wink and a smile that like, I mean, it makes sense that he was a very high level college QB and it also makes sense that he is now a professional shit poster. Also, Brum, what is more villainous than a turtleneck, right? Correct. I mean, that's James Bond villain 101, and it's what he's known for. And, and, um, like, and you have, like, you have like that the handsomeness in Canel, and then, like, kind of, like, the pinky in the brain-ness with Feinbaum. I think there's a nice oh dichotomy there. God. Oh, my I Okay, I know that's probably already a joke, and there's been a million memes made of it, but, oh, my God, Brum, I have never thought about how much Feinbaum looks like the brain. Yeah. From from Pinky the Brain. That's oh my god, that's unbelievable. You know what though? Sneaky good technique by Feinbaum leaning into his hair because it makes his brain look bigger. Correct. It's, it is a big TV head. That, but but I mean, but it makes you it makes I, I feel like when you have a big head like that and it specifically just looks like your frontal lobe is really popping off, I kind of feel like you're immediately smarter. Maybe it's because I grew up reading Green Lantern and Hector Hammond and whatnot, but uh, sneaky good by Feinbaum there. Okay, uh, uh, next B-tier villain, Texas. I mean, of course, dude. Everybody hates Texas, uh, but specifically just the Texas is back crowd. Like, like I mean, just win, win one thing. Like, win one thing to actually win 11 games. When's the last time Texas won 11 games? Like, because some people are like, what is USC won? Because now we're getting crap because we, you know, we're singing the praise of USC. USC in year one of Lincoln Riley went 11 and three. Okay. Massive improvement. Trend, the, the graph is off the chart. Texas has been garbage forever now. Texas has, I mean, outside of the few Mac Brown years and Colt McCoy and Vince Young, Texas has kind of been garbage almost like, what, since integration? I mean, maybe since like the 70s or somewhere around there. So, no, Texas, and especially Texas back people, the absolute worst, even though they did give us horns down, which, again, there's not a more satisfying physical taunt than giving the horns down to someone. Um, Next on the B-tier villains, Gary Danielson. Uh, Brum. You could take this one because I love Gary. I think Gary's actually incredible at his job. And I think the fact that everybody hates him, let you know that he's incredible at his job because if every fan base thinks that Gary Danielson hates their school, well, then he's doing his job well. I think you've made your point self-evident is that everyone thinks that Gary Danielson hates their school. So (laughs) therefore, that makes him a villain. Case closed. Good point. Um, All right, next on this list, uh, Lane Kiffin. 
who at one time would have been viewed as one of the S to A tier villains, right? Where he was a young guy, brash, didn't care. He's throwing clipboards in the air and whatnot. He's helping to revitalize the Alabama empire. He's getting jobs that arguably doesn't deserve. He's leaving in the middle of the night for other jobs. But Lane Kiffin's kind of found his way into a likable lane here, you know? He's found a really good niche for himself at Ole Miss, and 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 he even said it this offseason, man. He's kind of done, at least for now. He's kind of done. Uh, he he's gonna he's kind of done chasing the next big thing, right? He always used to do that. Not, but he's not as still much anymore. good for good Twitter troll, and he's still yep. another another villain emeritus. Another one. That- well, and if you're playing against him, you do still fear that offense, Correct. right? Like uh, you may not fear the team overall, but you do fear Lane scheming something up. Um, uh, Greg says, Steve, I was riding through fraternity row on Texas campus with my LSU jersey on. But fraternity guys hit me the horns, and I hit him back with the horns down. But I gave it a nice pause. That's the best, dude. You always got to hold up, like he's saying, pregnant pause, boom, and then drop him. <laughs> Feels good. Uh, next and final B-tier villain, the College Football Playoff Selection Committee, because, of course, right, they have to sit there and they have to um, they have to do something that is incredibly subjective. And they have to lie to your face and tell you that it's some sort of objective metrics that led to this decision. And the metrics change all the time, and they're wishy-washy, and sometimes it's strength for schedule. Sometimes it's common opponents. Sometimes it's how much did you win by. Sometimes it's style. Like, it can be anything, but they will sit there and they will tell you this is objectively the case, even though it's, it's, it's all bullshit. It's all opinion. And somebody's going to be pissed off because somebody's going to get left out. So that's your B tier balance. All right, into the A tier. Um, we got Kirby Smart in here because it's impossible to win that much without becoming a big time villain. Everybody's chasing you. You're crushing people's throats every weekend. It doesn't look like you're slowing down. George is looking to become the first team to three peat. I I say ever. I know we got that Minnesota team from back in the day, but functionally, no one has ever three peated. Kirby Smart and Georgia look primed to do so. That is villainous. Okay. You rule the world. You're sucking up all the oxygen in the room. Uh, my next A-tier villain, and I almost wanted this in the S-tier, though, Cupcake Games. If you listen to the show, you know how I feel about it. It's just a waste of everybody's time. It's a waste of everybody's time. It's not to say that there's no positives, right? Good for kids that, you know, maybe go to smaller schools to get to experience these, these bigger crowds and these bigger stadiums. That's, 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 that's cool. It really tests themselves against the best. And a lot of those kids, you know, some of them end up balling out. They end up getting noticed by scouts. They end up becoming great NFL players. That's a positive benefit. A lot of these football programs budget. You know, they get a lot of their budget from going to play these games. That's a positive benefit. But that's kind of where it ends, you know. And a day and age where we're worried about player safety, putting Alabama against, I don't know, um, South Alabama, like, Putting Alabama against McNeese or something, that that is that's a player safety issue. Like you were talking about the most physical game on the planet, and you are squaring up one side with another, uh, with the 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 more talented side being significantly bigger and more threatening, and you're doing it simply for money. Like, like the home team's doing it to make gate money and to get an easy win to add to their schedule. The away team's doing it. You're basically making them sell themselves to you physically so that they can fund their program. Uh, and they're just awful. The main thing is, though, they're all for the viewers. Nobody gives a fuck. Whenever your team is playing directional, you you don't care. And it's just a waste of a Saturday. I want every single Saturday, I want to have that pit in my stomach where it feels like I may not survive. Like if if like I, I want to feel every Saturday, like if I don't, if my team doesn't win this game, can I go to work on Monday? Can I go to school on Monday? And you don't get that with cupcake games. Get the hell out of here. Uh, next on the list, Urban Meyer. I mean, speaking of holding these truths to be self-evident, he's cocky to the point of overconfidence. At a time, he was great, and he still thinks he's great, but it's clear that his greatness has passed. Um, he sits up there and offers, you know, he sits up there and will lay out these core principles of leadership and culture and then do the exact opposite thing in his personal life, which I actually kind of appreciate, Okay. It takes so much balls to sit up there and espouse these values and then in public places turn around and just shit all over them. Like the amount of not give a fuck out of Google Meyer. doesn't exist. Yeah, I mean it's 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 like 
it's 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 almost impressive. And honestly, what is a villain? Like a classic villain is your, you know, twirling the mustache, very obviously giving off those vibes. That's Urban Meyer. Uh next on the list, I got NIL. Uh, because uh, I, look, I support being play, players being paid, uh, but everybody hates it. You know, um, like the, the players certainly don't, but the the business owners who pay for it hate it. The boosters hate it. The uh, the administration hates it. The coaches hate it because they got to worry about it. I and again, I love it. I want it to stay. Um, I don't want it to go anywhere. But there is no doubt that it is villainous in the amount of time and work that it has added to the equation as well as the resources required to compete with the big boys. It's intimidating. Uh, Brum, is this too LSU specific? I have game day traffic on here. Yeah, we're going to have to drop that. We'll okay, drop it down. Okay. That's just a function of living in a state with hor- horrible infrastructure, I guess? Yes. <laughs> because if you go to an LSU game, you better not you, you better not be prepared to leave for three hours. It is It is awful. Um, Steve Jasper says, my bad if I missed it, but has this show gone over the NCAA, the game or swiftly the boycott? I'll say this real quick on the boycott. I'm going to put out a video on this later, but, um, quite simply when it comes to the boycott, I always support labor, but this is one of those situations where I'm a bit more like an industrial barren Lord where, uh, look, the bottom line, I don't know that there has ever been a sports video game where the actual players have mattered less to the success of the game. Like, sure, people want Caleb Williams in there, but even Caleb Williams is not a deal breaker. Maybe like like when we used to love NCAA, we didn't have the players' names. And sure, they were based on real players, and you you could download the names online, or you could go in and edit them yourselves. And I did all that, but I didn't really care. And what do most of y'all do? Dynasty mode. And what happens in dynasty mode? You recruit fake players that don't even exist and are made up anyway. So, like, I it's it, it, with the NCAA game, I don't think I've ever seen a side have less leverage. Oh, and the other part is a lot of your fellow labor, they just want to be in the game. They don't care what they get paid because they love the game and they just want to be in the game. So, yeah, okay, Greg sums it up. It's about the name in front of Jersey, not the back, when it comes to NCAA football, the game. And I think that's actually true. Like, you're there to experience, you know, the songs and, and, and the teams. And, and it's great if the players are in there, but I don't care if Caleb Williams and Drake May and whoever else says no, I'm still getting the game. Um, all right. Now we're into our S tier villains. Uh, first, uh, look, the, the SEC, obviously, um, dominate, suck up all the oxygen in the room. We almost put ESPN on this list because the SEC and ESPN have teamed up to create an empire. We talk about that regionalization. ESPN and the SEC are, responsible for a lot of this and it makes sense because espn is showing sec games so what do they do they talk about it more what is that functionally it is free advertising what young athletes from around the country watch students around the 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 country watch and then they want to go be a part of it so it's kind of insidious like truly conspiratorially insidious the rise of the sec and the partnership with tv and espn uh, next on this list in the S tier, we only have three S tier members. The second one, Dabo Swinney. And I get it. Dabo's a nice man, a religious man, but is he really? Because Dabo has the vibes of one of the biggest villains in our American pop culture. Dabo has the vibes of the evangelical preacher, right? The one who is demanding your donations from old ladies so that he can fly in his private jet because God told him he needs his private jet. I mean, this man makes over $10 million a year when it's all said and done, and yet once had the gumption, the gall, to utter into a microphone that if players start getting paid, that's it for me, that he's just going to stop. Well, he didn't stop. Why? Because he loves the money. Why? Because he's a villain. Okay. And he doesn't actually care what he said. He just does what, and, and also like he's one of those main voices in fighting against these kids, getting what they're worth while he cleans up millions. That's, that's just ridiculous. Can I uh, read Absolutely this quote? Ridiculous. Yes. We built this program on NIL. We really did. And it's probably different than what you're thinking though. We built this program in God's name and mentioned likeness. Well, I mean, that is, that is, I can't. I love I mean, that it, quote. I mean, that's like maybe my favorite quote of 2023, though. It's, it's amazing, because, but like that is just 
everything that sums up Dabo. Uh, let's do let's do the last one quick, and then we gotta go. Okay. When I looked it up, though, it was one of those quotes. You're like, is this real? And and that's ultimately yeah. Like it, it's it's great. Uh, and then the last one you already know, dude. It's the emperor himself. It's the man pulling all the strings. It's Nick Saban. Okay. The man who once refused to accept spread football and then got better at spread football than all you fucks. The man who flips all your recruits. The man who steals all your championships. The man, oh, you oh you wanted a nine-game SEC schedule. Oh, too bad. I don't like who I'm playing. Uh, yeah, no, Nick, Nick, Nick Saban uh, is the emperor until he's not. Which, Kirby Smart, you know, is uh, chomping at the bit here, catching up to him. So, look, ooh, sorry, I feel like I just like, spit a bunch of words uh at y'all tier list is a weird thing to do pseudo alone i know you're not uh i know i know and, and brum you did great thank you for helping me out so much i've never done a tier list wholly alone i, I this is this was this was a little odd for sure but i hope you enjoyed it youtube.com slash at volume snaps please 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 y'all like it subscribe to it share it with your friends do the same thing with the podcast and uh, we'll be back at full strength on monday for some more snaps mtv's official challenge podcast is back for another season and so are we i'm tori deal and i'm anisa ferreira the wait is over guys all stars four is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.